Hole safe. Has this ever happened to you? Well, God damn it! We got a flat tire on the trailer. Are you kidding me? Well, God dang it, Jimbo! You didn't even get the spare tire back on! We had a flat tire two months ago, you didn't even get it fixed! Well, I know that, Cheryl! I know it, okay? I'm gonna have to get out there and fix it myself. Well, you don't have no spare tire. You don't have... Well, it's a good thing that I got hall safe. Okay. That is... Gosh, dang. I saw that going way better in my head, guys. But here's the deal. Hall safe... <laughs> hall safe gives you roadside assistance. Uh, for the livestock showman. For the trailer, Okay. For the dually, for whatever you got, if you're a livestock showman, for under $200 a year. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say numbers on here, guys. They didn't they didn't specify if I'm allowed to say numbers, but I think it's a good deal. For under $200 a year, you get roadside assistance wherever, okay? Within 100 miles, but wherever you are in the country, that'll get you to wherever you need to go to fix your truck. They do battery, they do gas, they do everything. I know I did a bad skit, guys. God dang it, Jimbo! But I was trying to bring awareness, and some of you guys listen better if I if I do some 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 weird stuff here. Okay, so go to freakinghallsafe.com slash the dash show slash sign up for a year you get your 13th month free i bet you get some other stuff with it too just go check it out go to the website hallsafe.com slash the dash show slash hallsafe please don't drop me as um a podcast as a sponsor i'm sorry about that skip this is the show with Cannon Brown. Okay, I don't. I, I'm gonna derail a little bit, but okay. I have a fantastic idea for Dale and Ryan. <laughs> yes. I, I have that like, and I know I like no free ads, but I want Dale and Ryan be on the ring to do a topic on Facebook livestock groups. Oh my god! The amount of content they would have it, it, here's the deal that last few minutes might have been a little confusing you'd like to know who i was talking to wouldn't you what's going on everybody welcome back to the show i'm your host canon brown and boy oh boy do i have an episode for you it's a great one two guester uh that's what i call the ones with two guests a two guester uh live in person um just incredible one mic so the audio is the best you know me um so we were in a hotel room uh you saw the guest if you read the the title of this episode but we have mr rylan loudon and aj thompson uh on the podcast today we were at a next level livestock camp in calusa california and I just, they had said that they listened to the pod before. I was like, sweet, you've listened to the podcast. Uh, they said they had enjoyed it. I was like, do you guys want to come on for an episode? 
a set of cores. So these guys are exactly what I want to have on the podcast. They're people in the industry uh, that want to support the youth and want to just pay it forward, pay it back. They travel to these camps all over the country, and we help kids learn how to show better uh, when they're in the ring and showmanship. So, and they make friends, and there's a lot more to it, but yeah. Um, we have an incredible conversation. I will say that uh, we get into the weeds here sometimes. Uh, so, I'm not. I'm not going to say that there needs to be an age restriction here. That's this is not the part of my intro where I say that there there should be an age restriction on who listens to this episode because I don't think there should be but towards the end we get into some uh some social media problems uh that are happening. I don't know how to better explain it without really going into it so you'll just have to check it out. Uh sorry. Uh if you don't like it, that'll happen. But it's hilarious and also awful, and we were just kind of bringing some light to it. So, that was an awful explanation, so just don't skip to that part. I didn't even tell you minutes-wise, so just just listen to it out. We have a decent conversation, and we bounce around a bunch, so hopefully you like it. Um, I also want to say that... I saw a TikTok trend where this girl was at a bar and she put red lipstick on and was going around and like kissing guys shirts with her red lipstick. I'm going to tell you what, if I go out to the bar for a boys night and I come home and there's a, a lipstick, a kiss on my shirt. Oh, boys. Talk about a doghouse. Uh, my girlfriend's not going to like that. So that is a terrorism act. That's it. That's George Bush would classify that. Uh, he as a terrorist uh, cell. Um, and he would send you to Guantanamo Bay. So she should be arrested. And anybody who's doing that trend how dare you because that scared me legitimately i saw that tiktok of this girl just putting red lipstick on in a bar going around kissing guys shirts trying to get him in trouble later i that scared me okay and i'm like i if i just go home and that's on my shirt awful awful Okay, and I'm not going to know anything about it. So that's even worse. I'm blindsided. I just want to say there's there's few things that make me go on my own little rant in this podcast. I haven't even brought any TikToks up in this podcast, but this one TikTok, guys, it shook me to my core that people are doing this to other people. Talk about betrayal to the humankind. I just want to say that really quick. So yeah, um, other than that, I'm good, guys. I'm doing good. Um, Last episode, I left it a little too long. Some of you, about, about 300 of you, got the unedited version. Congratulations, guys. Um, I pitched some ideas that I was that I've been kind of working on I wanted Zane's opinion 
on some business ideas I've been working on. Um, if you heard that, be a cool guy and don't don't take those ideas. Um, I legitimately think they're good. And if you did like those ideas and maybe you have something to contribute to my great ideas, please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Now I'm sounding very, very arrogant about these ideas. I don't, they're early stages, guys. But I was pitching them and I released that one and then someone was like, hey, man, I don't think you want this on this part. So... Yeah, that happens, guys. You know me. I, I I listened to the episode and the post edit, and I was like, gosh, dang, this is a good one. And the ending just sounded natural to me, so I just left it in. But it wasn't supposed to be left in. So, dang, this is one of my longest intros, but I had a lot to talk about. So, enjoy the episode. Uh, go to hallsafe.com slash the dash show slash uh, get that hall safe roadside assistance for the livestock showman livestock trailer whatever it may be check it out that's enough of me talking let's do it mr rylan loudon and mr aj thompson you're safer here than any place else now just lock yourself in and keep quiet all right folks well we're sitting in a hotel room in Williams, California, just outside of Calusa, California. Shout out on Walters. In a hotel in Williams, because we're at a next level livestock camp right now, guys. And I say we, because there is more than just me here. I know I've been talking for a little bit, but we have another person. Two more people, actually, in this room. And they happen to be some next level counselors with some incredible stories. Let me introduce... The first one. Mr. Ryland, how are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. We just had a first full day of camp here um, in Calusa. Off to a great start. Campers are good. Parents are good. Weather was decent. It's always good. Good start. Ryland, what's your last name? My last name is Loudon, um, which uh, anyone that knows me and gets to know me, it's kind of a funny thing of always saying um my last name is louding so like aren't you like you're just like so loud just all the time and i'm like yes thank you great one yes but so my name is rylan louden yes is that german i believe it is german descent um when we've done a little bit of ancestry and kind of just looking into some stuff um some definitely european descent we could say that let's just go ahead and say german so when when your ancestor <laughs> i'm just kidding you're so dumb. No, so we're sitting here at a hotel, and Rylan and AJ say, Can't. We love the pod. I said, What? What are you talking about? And they're saying right now, we do. I think they're lying. Okay, so I, I asked them if they had ever listened to any episodes. I guess they had. Congratulations to you guys. You know how to work a free app. Hey, we're doing great. <laughs> we're off to a great start. So. I figured we're sitting at this next level camp and I've got two people in agriculture right here that know their stuff, that like the podcast. Why not have them on as guests? So we have Mr. Ryland Loudon. Sir. German. Uh, and we have Mr. AJ. What's your last name? Thompson. AJ Thompson. Shout out. We've got these two fellers here. 
and we're going to have a little get together and we're going to talk. And that's what you're here for. So get on board. Okay. So, Mr. Ryland, how'd you get into this deal? Are you talking next level or just livestock in general? I'm talking next level. Okay. I'm talking livestock. He's talking all the things, folks. So, um, kind of back it up a little bit. Um, actually got my start in showing chickens. Um, yes, believe it or not, chickens was my go-to. Um, I had an older brother. How dare you? <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. Um, no, I have an older brother, uh, Nathan. Great guy. He's two years older than me. And he was in 4-H, and I've always been a big animal lover. And so, to get me started in 4-H, my parents were like, look, we already have some chickens. We'll just let Rylan clean them up. Take it to the fair and rock and roll. From there, I was hooked. Um, was like, I want to do 4-H all the time. Why is the county fair not year-round? Like, I didn't understand why we couldn't, you know, take our animals to the fair in December with, like, two foot of snow on the ground. I just, <laughs> I assumed we could go always. So, that definitely started my passion up with chickens. And my family was super supportive. Thought it was fun. Um, tried to compete a little bit in, like, the showmanship deal a little bit. Um, but then realized the larger animals were more my thing. So, I showed lots and lots of hogs throughout my time, showed quite a few goats, had one steer, wasn't really my thing, um, but I think truly I missed my true calling. My senior year, my dad finally gave in and let me show a lamb. I had a Hampshire ewe named Dolly, and I'm telling you folks, I rolled up to our county fair, first year lamb showman, smoked the senior showmanship deal like against a girl that has been in the first top year. five, first year. And with against a girl who's been in the top five in sh- senior showmanship er, in showmanship at the Kansas State Fair, like I was ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I was loving it. Um, but really good time. Always loved it. Um, then kind of moving on, went to college. I judged for a year at Fort Scott Community College. Um, really enjoyed that time of just learning about evaluating livestock better and stuff like that. Transferred on to Kansas State University. Um, then got a teaching job. I currently work as a K through six science teacher in Southwest Kansas. Uh, go Bobcats. It's our school mascot. Yeah. Jenny Barker. Um, and anyways, love working with kids and working with youth, but it was really my passion for agriculture that brought me back. Um, and so growing up really loving showing livestock, you know, starting in with those chickens, moving on up, but pigs was always my biggest passion. And so when I moved out to where I live now in garden city, Kansas, uh, my big thing was finding some families to start working with and work, get super involved in the local 4-H program. And that kind of started things off. I uh, got tied in with a family that was showing some togs and in the jackpot series and stuff. And I said, hey, you know, like, I'd love to keep working with you guys. You know, do you need any help? And they're like, well, actually, we're heading to this livestock camp. We didn't know if you wanted to go. And they'd been through camp before. And this mom was like, I've been through the parent portion. Do you want to just go in and be the parent instead? And I was like, um, absolutely. <laughs> I would love to go in and just gain more knowledge and just learn. And this was the next level? This was the next level, yep. This is one of the camps in probably 2019 um, at Elk City, Oklahoma. Mm. And so we drove on down, did camp. Uh, it was in the midst of COVID. We, had, we were doing school remotely at that point, so I didn't really have to take the day off. I did my teaching in the morning. I was like, all right, we're gone. Um, had a great time and instantly felt at home and felt like it was a place that I needed to be and something I wanted to be a part of. And so at that camp, um, Kaylee Bontrager was there. Love Kaylee. Shout out Kaylee freaking Bontrager. Shout out 100,000 100, times past podcast guest. Incredible woman. 
hello Kaylee, I miss you. I ditto everything that Kenna just said, honestly. Um, no, Kaylee was absolutely incredible. And honestly, that was a big part of, with Next Level, what I was so impressed by was just how well organized it was, how well it was run. Um, and I'd never really been to a camp or anything like that previously, so it was kind of fun to be in there on the parent side of things, on go through camp and everything, and just see how much the kids that I went with, how much they grew through camp and how much they improved, and just then getting to know the counselors more and come to find out a lot of them were close to my age and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'm not actually that far off from, you know, being able to do something like this. And, um, if anyone that knows me, oftentimes they think that I'm quite a bit older than I am. So when I asked Kaylee initially, I was like, Hey, how do I like become one of you guys? She goes, well, Raylan, how old are you? And then when I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm like 25, which I was at the time. Um, she's like, okay, cool. So you're a lot younger than I anticipated. So perfect. You're a great age range. We'll yeah. get you signed on and everything. So I went through the application process and everything. And Kaylee obviously was able to give me a good review. It already met me in person. So, um, pretty quick shoe in for next level. And then I've been rocking and rolling ever since, um, dead camps in Wyoming, now California, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, big, big fan of camp and just how it does and everything that it does. Wow. He's a true believer. Damn. You you really are a true believer. I mean, that's that actually is incredible. I mean, I don't think I've heard this. I've heard a lot of kids and parents, they come through camp, they have a really good experience, and they take that home, and they take it to the ring, and they win. Yes. That is that is most success stories coming at a next level, and that is an incredible success story, and I will love to continue hearing those. This is a different one, though. I mean, you come in as kind of a parent portion, helping out the kids that you help in your area and just fall in love with it exactly and what's not to fall in love with i mean it's literally two days of working hogs and just getting into the nitty-gritty exactly and my entire life my parents have always been huge advocates for giving back and so for me like if i find something that i'm passionate about that i can work with youth which is just my two biggest passions are livestock and youth development and so for me, I absolutely love that Next Level combines those two passions for me. And on top of it, I get to travel the country. And, like, who doesn't want to go to new states and find like-minded people who are passionate about the same thing you're passionate about and just spend time together? And so Next Level is just such a natural fit for me, and it's been great also getting to know other counselors, such as yourself, Kenan, um, AJ over here on the other end. Um Great kid as well. He's giggling. He thinks I'm giving him a hard time. No. AJ, I just met today. And honestly, great kid. And I've yet to meet a Next Level counselor that I'm like, you know, I'm not sure that you're really my kind of person. I mean, you meet them so quickly and you get to know them. And we were talking about this earlier at dinner. I mean, it's funny to me how quickly you can just be so open about yourself. And just because they're just my kind of people. And just I think that's another great thing that Next Level does is recruiting such high quality counselors to make sure that not only are they benefiting the kids, but it's a good group of high quality individuals that these youth can look up to as role models as well. Yeah. And so I'm all about being around those kind of people and being part of that kind of group. 100%. And let's take the next level out of it. Let's take the livestock out of it. How about just getting around like-minded people? I mean, that really, that like does something to your soul. Whatever hobby you have, even if you show pigs, you might have other hobbies. Right. Like getting with like-minded people Maybe you're a mountain biker. If you get around a bunch oh, yeah. of mountain bikers, yes. you're going to have a good time. And you guys are going to be able to relate to each other. You guys are going to be able to have genuine conversations because you have the same interests. So throw next level out of it. Throw livestock out of it. Just getting into groups with like-minded people 
is just so beneficial. Oh, yes. And it's like what was so funny to me is um, I grew up in eastern Kansas. And so like regionally, geographically, everyone assumes, you know, that's not to Kansas a lot. They're like, well, it's just flat. True. Um, I grew up on the side of the state that's a lot more like Missouri. So if you know anything about Missouri, lots of trees or some hills and everything like that. And I enjoyed my time in the area that I grew up, went to K-State, more of a centrally located part of the state. Enjoyed that time is there. But I didn't really find what I felt like were my people until I moved to Southwest Kansas. And if you know anything about Southwest Kansas, it is literally a desert. You have to drive an hour to get anything if you don't live in like Garden City or like one of those larger area, larger cities there. And most people around our area drive to Garden to where I live mm. for anything. But just I very, very quickly found my people and just found my niche and just the longer I spend there and the more people I meet, the more I realize this is absolutely the place I'm supposed to be. And I love when that kind of stuff happens, when you just take a chance on something and take an opportunity and it works out a lot of time better than you maybe anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fake like a home feeling. Oh you, God, no. You can't fake that home feeling. Like if, if you're in, it's part of the reason why I didn't stay at Texas tech. I right. mean, Lubbock, Texas did not feel like home to me. And, mm-hmm. I know a lot of kids that they go to their they go to college and maybe it doesn't feel like home for them and a lot of people say oh that's just excuses they want to get out of that town they want to maybe go back home maybe they do a little bit maybe that's part of it but also it's just hard for a place to feel like home if you're yes. not in the right mind space if you're not like ready to kind of open yourself to that area absolutely we might get be getting a little in depth on this but I think there's something here mm-hmm. right Absolutely. And it's funny you kind of get to where one of my favorite things to see is like um, for a long time I thought I wanted an Australian Shepherd dog. Mm -hmm. And so I started liking a bunch of pages and stuff on Facebook and everything. It's ridiculous seeing the people in the dog community. And in no way am I trying to dog on the dogs. Pun intended. (laughs) Chill out. (laughs) In no way I'm trying to do that. But it's so funny because you just find, again, that's people finding their community of like-minded individuals exactly, and it just cracks me up seeing the stuff of like Those facebook groups oh too. man and like how the breeders talk or like you know when they have someone that asks like a question about this and i'm like oh my god please don't don't ask that question like why because they will either like support you or be like super fluffy and light or they're just like you're an idiot and just like rail you and just lay it out it cracks me up everything has their own little niche and if you find oh, yeah. it it can either be really positive and really affirming or really not so hot. <laughs> yeah. I have, okay, I don't, and I, I'm going to derail a little bit, but okay. I have a fantastic idea for Dale and Ryan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I have, a, like, and I know I, like, no free ads, but they have a good podcast and they talk about topics. And yes. And their whole thing is, like, we're going to talk about this topic today and we're going mm-hmm. to talk about county fairs today, blah, blah, blah good podcast all right i want dale and ryan be on the ring to do a topic on facebook livestock groups oh my god the amount of content they would have here's the deal dale and ryan this is a call out if you don't do it within the next three weeks i'm doing it okay (laughs) yes no i'm not much of a topic guy but 
I really, I hope they hear this, and I really hope they do one because I oh, think Ryan man. can go crazy. It's unreal. Shit. And the thing for me, and I was talking the other night about some of this, people and like you know, I am a teacher and everything, but like their grammar, yeah, like using those like homophones of like one word, like they two words sound the same, but they're spelled different. Shout out to elementary education type things. Go us. But like people would be like, got a really killer pig for sell. <laughs> okay. There's a very distinct difference between the word sell and sale. And they'd be like, this one sales. I'm like, stop. Or you get people that are like um, in a group. They're like, you know, I got this pig. got it home. Blah, 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 blah. And like I'm literally people are like. Dude, your pig is sunburnt. You left it out in the sun. It is white. And they're like, I'm not sure what to do. Like, we've been in this project. The worst is you get people that are do like, idiotic things that have been in them. They're like, we've been in the project for a couple years now. And just like, I'm not really sure. It's like, really? Yeah. Are you sure you've, you've really been in it? Or like, you're just hanging out? Well, if you've been in it two years, you, you're probably in a club. There's probably someone better to ask than the Facebook group. And I, they won't do this. And I know why. Because it's, it gets a little mean at the end. Like, and I don't mean this to be in a mean way. But go on a Facebook group about livestock, guys. If you don't believe me, just there is some quality posts in there. There's some yes. quality posts about people traveling livestock. They're taking trailers. Absolutely. There's some, there's some I don't know if they let breeders uh, post in there. But there are some pages that let breeders post in there a lot of really good information and kind of on the health side too yes it's a good outlet for the health side i think but just like you said i mean those posts where it's like hi uh, we've been doing this for about four years look at this lamb tell me what you think and that lamb died two two weeks ago Mm -hmm. like that that lamb is it's nothing right now it's i mean and i understand it's a project and you're going but we got to find people in our communities, in our areas, like we were just talking about, like people that you can actually interact with and ask questions because you can only make a Facebook post and people are going to comment on it and they're usually going to say, your lamp sucks. Or they're not going to say that yep. on the Facebook group, but they're going to say, go ask your 4-H leader or they're going to say something like that. Or on some of those health posts, you get wild answers in that comment section, dude. Like you got like, people like saying like, we're just using it to like put like exactly this type of ointment of like this and you can buy this. And I'm like... That doesn't even exist. Like, what? But like you're saying, like, I love, love, love when people post a picture of their animal, like, county fairs, two weeks out, yes. you know, we're, yes. we're a little behind on weight. And they're, like, 150 pounds away from making weight. And they're, like, any tips or tricks on, you know, like, how to get there? It's, like, um. Thank you. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, God. like, if you think about this Facebook, this is this is AJ Thompson, by the way. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, but set aside all the people that are like asking for tips and tricks. I mean, you have enough content for just the show moms. I mean, oh my God, the show moms on there, Man. they let it rip. They just they throw caution to the wind. And they just you know keyboard warriors just go at it, and just it's a bunch awesome. Of oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, shout out to show moms. You ladies do oh, yeah. so much, and like. None of us are trying to hate on you all. You are phenomenal humans and that you do more than I think any of the three oh, of us could in preparation for show day. But the certain moms that I'm like, like Cannon mentioned, like, don't be a Karen. Like, I'm sorry, but just chill. I mean, I mean, we can really 
we could go down a rabbit hole. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. tempted to pull out my phone right now and maybe take a little scrolly poo. <laughs> see what pops up. We could get in a little bit of trouble. We there. could get in a little For bit sure. of trouble. Actually, let's do it. So I'm going to pull out my phone here. And I'm going to find a Facebook group. Yes. My phone is gone. Ryland, talk to the people here really quick. Absolutely. So one thing that I, like I mentioned before, like a big thing for me is just, folks, like understand that there's just proper words to use. And when, (laughs) and I know, maybe that's just a typical me thing, but at the end of the day, it really makes a difference for you as an organization and just overall. Like if you are not posting, you know, if your post doesn't make sense when you're right like when people are going to read it proofread like you should be proofreading things that you turn into for a job okay stuff like that when you what you put on the internet what you put on facebook it's there forever and so if a company is trying to interview you or like wants to you know know a little bit more about you and your social media is a joke because you're not doing things like making sure that you are going through and proofreading you're using the right words or like you start your sentences without a capital letter yes students at jenny barker i'm calling you out you still don't do that (laughs) you're doing such niche jokes right now (laughs) yes thank you very much i appreciate it but one thing that i got pulled up here um i mean like i mentioned i live in southwest kansas uh one of the pages that kind of cracks me up is a group that we've got and honestly there's some really good stuff we've got some good breeders of livestock genuinely good good breeders in southwest kansas they got some good stuff but we've got people posting some wild stuff like um any of you that follow the livestock deal houston just had a ridiculous sale where you know they sold some steers like apparently steers sold for like a million dollars like crazy stuff i know oie just finished a young lady there was a big circuit going around about all this stuff about her pig um that she bought and i think she bought it really cheap and then it's turned into a really great project for her Sold for a ton of money, and that was shout a, out to that. That's amazing. That was a. Uh, um, she was she was uh, kind of given that pig. That was like a. That was a. Um, I don't want to say charity. I think that's the wrong word to say. Right. Uh, and I wish I had the article because I know it's been shared like thousands of times. Right. But with that Duroc guilt that sold for like seventeen five. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think that was like a five hundred dollar pig that like she was able to do that. Because of a, an organization that may, I don't think she was involved in it. I think she was at like a, um, she was at one of those like formative schools or something. I, I'm talking out of my ass right now. I am so sorry. I'm disrespecting this person. I sincerely apologize. But it was incredible to see what that community did to support her. Right. Yeah. And so kind of what I'm talking about is like, you know, you see posts and stuff of like parents maybe complaining about like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, our county fair, like. Our champ, grand champion steer only sold for like this much money and blah, 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 blah. Honestly, at the end of the day, my question to you is, are your youth going out into the community? Are they the ones doing the part to get those sponsorships, to have people come and purchase those livestock? But also, I'm sorry, who in Southwest Kansas can pay a million dollars to a 4-H'er to buy their show steer or exactly. their show hog? Like, Let's reel it in, folks. Like, yes, should those animals be paid more for? For sure. I think there are certain communities in Southwest Kansas that do an excellent job and really, really support their kiddos and their 4-H'ers. But that's one thing that I'm like, folks, let's, like, reel it in. Let's keep it a little bit more realistic here. Like, because if kids are seeing this, they're going to be like, 
I could be a millionaire by showing a steer. Yes. But I think that's um I think that getting the financials involved. I've thought about this because I I've been on a rant lately about like trying to get new people in the industry. And I really feel like these kids that are growing up these days, they're they're trying to hustle. A lot of these younger people are like hustling. And if we could market our industry to those guys, but I don't want to because I don't want people doing it just for the money. Exactly. It, it teaches you how to handle money and it, and it could turn a profit, but the reason that you're doing it should not be solely to make a profit after six months. I didn't make a profit on my pig for a little bit. I just did it out of pure like enjoyment. I loved raising animals and that's what I did it for. I didn't do it for the money and just loved animals. Yeah. Yeah. Most people in this, in this hobby, they like, don't turn a profit. I mean, it's like, Unless you're winning Houston every single year or winning these bigger shows, you're probably not turning a profit on this deal. I mean, you guys talk about like communities getting together and you know coming together and buying animals from the your guys' local fair and stuff. We have a blessing at Acres. We have, I don't know if you guys ever had this. It's a cartel and they come in and they like it's a big. Our I, I'm from Gridley, California, and so our county we have two county fairs. And at our, uh, both fairs, we have a cartel, which is basically a bunch of farmers, local businesses, successful people. And uh, if there's a kid that's not getting such a good price for their pig, they'll, they'll mark it up for them mm. and they'll buy it. But it's also a curse in the sense that, you know, those kids, I mean, when I went to go give out buyer's letters, even from 4-H, I was dressed head to toe 4-H gear, FFA, yeah. FFA attire. Also, really quick. Thank you for clarifying what a cartel was, because honestly, I was thinking mafia type cartel. <laughs> and like, it was a little much. I wanted you to specify it too. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned. I'm like, what do you mean the cartel? Like, is there some sort of like California stuff going on that we don't know about? Like, Mo- it's local farming. You gotta, no. you gotta be careful here. Like, they could catch, they could, this could come back to us. Yeah, and, no, I get you. But yeah, no, it's just a bunch of local farmers and you know local businesses that just come in and they get a big buyer group raise much money together it's awesome it's a great thing hmm. i can't find this post on houston i've been looking for it because i disrespected that girl and i'm really trying to do right but yeah that's um you have to have communities around you especially at a sale i mean i was i just judged uh in buckeye arizona they have a buckeye ag day that's what they call it and it's just people from that city that are in 4-h clubs and ffa in Buckeye, Arizona. Okay, so it's a pretty small show. They raised forty thousand dollars. This community raised forty thousand uh, dollars for the livestock kids in their town, in their city. It was insane. I mean, this show wasn't big. I mean, I I, I judged sheep and goats. There was probably twenty head of sheep, thirty head of goats. Like there was, it was a very very small show. Quality was there for sure. Shout out to Buckeye. They, they don't have bad quality. Um, but they raised $40,000 with a benefit auction uh, at, that, at that show. Yeah, quilts were selling for like $3,000. You had like cakes that were going for twenty one. It's pretty wild. I, I mean, it's obviously the community coming in. and but That's a good thing to have, especially in these times of days with everyone's going crazy. I mean, if you can look at a small town like that. I mean, I don't is Buckeye small? I'm, it's a smaller town. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's awesome that a community that's smaller than some of the towns in Arizona can get together and do that. That just it shows you that there's a little bit of goodness left in the earth, you know. But it's all those farmers. It's yeah. the same deal as yours. It's Absolutely. all those farmers in that community that don't want to see it die. They want to make sure that this livestock deal moves on, 
with or without them. I mean, those farmers, those guys are the ones that lit a fire under me. I mean, I wasn't from a agricultural background. I mean, my I was born in Santa Clara. I moved here when I was five. I mean, I didn't know what show animals were until I got into like my elementary and started seeing all my friends do it. So I was like, it, it, it's a yeah. And that's certainly one thing that I think is very entertaining to me. You get kiddos and even adults that have no idea what a show animal is. Um, you gotta understand, like I grew up in an area. Um, Pale was, I would consider it fairly rural. Um, and just considering, you know, we had a lot of agriculture base and everything and that you know a lot of our community members have a lot of agricultural ties but i had a gal um that went to college from my hometown she was giving me a tour one time and this was the most unreal thing to me ever she was giving a tour and talking about you know and these steers here they're gonna go be they'll be processed and you know be made into like xyz and this lady with in in full seriousness just goes so how long does it take the meat to grow back I know. I really wish I was joking, but yes, she asked that. And it cracks me up because then you get folks that just, you know, a big thing for me with my students is we talk about my pigs Um, on Mondays. My kids are always go, what's our baby bacon update? And (laughs) we had a litter of pigs here in January. And so they just love seeing the pictures, but I use it as a teaching moment. Yeah, for sure. Like to just explain to them, you know, like, yeah, like they're like, well, what are you going to do with these pigs? And keep in mind, I teach five-year-olds all the way up to like, 12 year olds they ask any and every question under the sun mm-hmm. no topics are on on off limits in their minds i have to very much kind of caution a little bit of how far we get into certain topics yeah. but they're so fun um in that they go into that and they just get really excited of like well so you're gonna like you're gonna make that one into bacon or like so that one's a girl is she gonna go be a mom and it's actually kind of neat yeah. exactly like i have like eight-year-olds that are like Putting together, like, it's a girl, girls become mommies. Well, I guess, do, do your pigs then go be mommies? Like, yeah. because you have mommy pigs at home, and yeah. it's cute and innocent, but also, like, it's cool to see their it minds is. working, um, to see all that. And it just, stuff like that really cracks me up. Be just, I love, you know, you get kids or parents that don't understand the industry. And then they see our side of it. And that's something that I absolutely adore about the livestock industry, especially show stock. We are an advertisement platform. I think livestock in general, show stock does a great job of being able to exhibit and show high quality animals. And I think a big part of our deal is those animals are treated to the nines. They are spoiled rotten all i would have gladly been one of my show hog show bears growing up oh my gosh yeah right on the short ride to back from the campground to the hotel Mm -hmm. um we me and cannon talked and we're you know i was telling him about my family in santa clara and i'd go down my first year i went down there and i told him i was super excited eighth grade you know or might have been six six or eighth one of those i went down there and i was telling them about my like whole like show deal and everything like the stuff and i was just new to it so i didn't know a whole lot mm-hmm. but i knew a little bit to tell them about it and they're like oh you should... what's that what's this what's that well my grandma lives down in santa clara so i don't get to see her that much but now she's so emotionally invested in our pigs <laughs> she wants to know the names oh, yeah. what they look like yeah. weekly updates she's all it's awesome I, yeah. I it's that getting it out there you know yeah. and some of the names that kids come up with their with their show stock you got to, if there's a story behind it, my sister, um, 
big, big sports gal. Her senior year of high school, she had a pair of Barras, and she named them Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. And her Rivals. and Ty- let me tell you, but those Barras were best friends, though. I funny. don't, I don't abide by it. I don't want to talk. I don't want to say they're friends. We're gonna say they're rivals. Yes, yes. The be- the Barrows constantly were trying to outdo one another. Yes, absolutely at every show. But what was funny? Did to one me- of them. I'm not going to say it. Gonna make a whole no, show. no, 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 no. Nope. Um, anyways, so what was funny to me was my sister, from the time she started showing livestock until her her last set of hogs, every single one of those animals was named after a professional athlete. Oh. And so my sister was really cool in taking her passion for sports and crossing it over into something that she could compete in, which she liked the competitive nature of it, but she wasn't someone who enjoyed waking up early in the morning to go feed pigs. But it was cool to see that. And just some of the names that I've had in the past, like this year in our show barn, we have a a Yorkshire bear and his name is duck. Mm. Only reason his name is duck is last year. We had a bear named goose. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep it. The trend rolling. Exactly. Maverick. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You gotta buy some more pigs, buddy. I I think I'm good for the year, (laughs) but you know, um, but I will say too, it's kind of fun. One of the craziest things I've heard is, um, like sheep, the buck names. Oh, the buck names are great. I adore them and hate them all at the same time. They are the most entertaining thing. And one of my favorites was, um, I was in a fraternity back in college. And one of my fraternity brothers, he had on his keys a tag from an old buck, uh, old weather that he had back in the day. And the weather just put down, like, on the backside. A lot of time breeders will put, like, what buck the lamb is out of on the backside and everything. So you can just take a look and be like, okay, cool. And no joke, he decided this keychain, this tag that literally said Glasscock. Oh, gosh. And I was very confused because I didn't, was not, like I mentioned before, showed one lamb my whole life, really didn't understand yeah. the sheep deal too much. And I was like, um, I have questions. <laughs> I would really like to know more of like what is going on here. And he explained to me the whole thing. And sounds like it was pretty cool competitive weather. I think he went to the American Royal with it. Um, but anyways, I was just fascinated that that was the name of the of the buck. Of the buck. Yeah. I was like, this is wild. How do you get away with this? But is it a last name? No, that was the Buck's name. Oh, okay. The Buck's name was Glasscock. Okay. Literally the Buck's name, yeah. He was it was a weather say it's like a The Buck. A, a like a crossbred weather out of Glasscock. Oh, oh. Wow. That's a hell of a name. <laughs> right? I don't know what to say there, honestly. <laughs> I really don't know what to say, but there are some great names out there. Mm. And people are becoming very they're becoming very creative with these names. Absolutely. Like, I, th- I think, um, sound better from this angle. I think that to, like, market your boars or market your bucks you or bulls, you kind of have to have a little snappy Snap. name yep. with it. Absolutely. And, like, there's a trick to it for sure. I mean, there's these boar studs and, and these bull studs and everything like that. Oh, yeah. They got a trick to it where they, I mean, you see something on, a lot of it's kind of popular culture. It's kind of in the, in the time, you know, or like a lot of time tying it into like what that pig is out of or that bull or anything. And so I'll tell you, we have a teaser board home. Um, and we were talking about, we should name him, you know, let's give him a cool name. And his pedigree reads like Ponda backed on like house. And a lot of time, you know, like I mentioned, folks will try and tie in those pedigree names. So that would be 
the sire and then the grandsire on the maternal side with the Ponda and House Bunny. And I was like trying and trying and trying. And I, again, we have our pig up baby bacon updates on Mondays with my kids. And one of our things was, hey, I got a new pig and we're trying to name him. Here's his dad's name and his like mom's dad's name. What name can you make out of these two names? My kids came up with some wild stuff. Um, they had things like Pond House, Panda, and random, random things. We didn't settle on any of those names. Um, my partner, shout out to Donnie Merle, good guy. He goes, let's call him Banger. Let's <laughs> call him Banger. Banger. Um, that's a redneck. Banger right there. That's a. Yep. That's a. Uh, Donnie grew up in Oklahoma, so oh, I think that's yeah. where a little bit of that comes from. But the funny thing is, uh, his son, Kenan, a 12 year old, Ken and I just thought it was funny, and we just kept calling it that, and we never stopped. Yeah. So here we are. We got a teaser board at home, and his name's Banger. I'm going to tell you that's the best name for a teaser bore I've ever heard. Thank you. Banger for a teaser bore. Anybody that doesn't know what a teaser bore is really quick, I, I forget that not everybody knows our vernacular, but a teaser bore is a bore that you use to kind of help out the breeding process in your gilts. They get them a little tuned up. They get them ready um, for... They help them walk through the motions. They help them get through the motions. Yeah. It's... Um, it's a very, it's a horrible job for him. I mean, it's, a, talk about a tease. I, I mean, come on, but you got to have a good name for the teaser board. Absolutely. You know what we had, Jeff and I had? Do you know what we had? Uh-uh. We had a, uh, um, what are those, um, I, I should know this. What are the pigs called? The little pigs? Mini pigs? No, the, yeah, the mini pigs, but what are they called? Micro pigs? No, not the micro pigs. What are they called? Pot belly pigs. Pot belly pigs. Yeah. We used a pot belly boar. No I way. swear to God. We used a pot belly boar, and he worked like a goddamn charm. <laughs> and the best part was, he couldn't reach anything. So, it, like, there was no chance of him doing anything back there. He kind of liked to hang around the front area, actually. Oh. That was his spot. He didn't quite have it figured he out. He didn't have it figured out. He was on the right. wrong side of things. And, but, gosh, it looked like he know, knew what he was right. doing. If we gave him a chance, maybe. But uh, we never named that Pot Belly Boar. How could you not? That's hurtful. He didn't deserve it. He, oh. His dignity was gone at that point. Yikes. He, he, you got a point. That would be, <laughs> honestly, to be a teaser animal would be probably one of the least, like, that that would just be so. I don't even have words for it. It would be so bad. Your purpose in life is to pretend to breed things, but never actually sire anything. Well, let's not say that. There's been some teaser boars and bulls that have slipped a couple, and you might get some babies wrong. out. You know, I mean, there's has to be those cases. Yes. But for a majority, I'm I'm gonna say 99. percent Oh. It's a it's a rough go. Yeah. It's a rough go. But sometimes it's kind of at the end of their life. So maybe they had a good time back at the, the day, beginning of their they Yeah. Young. They can look back. Boys, I used to get it. <laughs> Boys, you wouldn't believe what I used to do back in the Man. day. Now they just put me out to pasture. I got to come in and get these females ready. They won't let me do it, Chief. They won't let me in, Coach. They you put know, me on the bench. But those older boars, though, they really have some experience, and they know how it works. Well, that's true. That would absolutely be beneficial, kind of putting a positive twist on it. I mean, that would actually be super beneficial as far as helping the girls get in, and especially if you got, you know, first-time guilt that's never been bred before. 
yes, there's a point in which instinct takes over, but it will can be helpful if you got, you know, a fellow that knows a little bit of what's going on. For sure. For sure. One of our uh, local pig breeders, actually, the person I got my first pig, or not my first pig, my second pig from, shout out to the Waterberries out in Gridley. Um, they had shout the, out. They had a, 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 a teaser board, right? Yep. That's yep. It. And uh, his name is Romeo. Oh, yeah. And I don't know the whole story behind Romeo and Juliet. I mean, I wasn't very good in the whole the, the English yeah. sector right, of the school. English subject. I mean, school. I wasn't. That, that's a thing, right? <laughs> they literally made us read Romeo and Juliet. This kid's like, I was never good at that English <laughs> stuff. I never, I never read the book, but Romeo was. But you know the gist. Yeah. Do you know what happens in Romeo and Juliet? I would. L- hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't. I want to know. I'm going to put, put you in the mic. I want not just that answer, but what happens? I know. Like walk us through the. Whole I know Juliet loved Romeo. Hold on, hold on. Let's say, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't read Shakespeare, <laughs> it's been around for five hundred years. It, it's so. been around for five hundred years. So, um, if you don't, if you don't want to know what happens in Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> skip a couple minutes, okay? So, Ro- or Juliet and Romeo loved each other like. A ridiculous amount. Yeah, was Romeo poor? No. no. Right. Okay. So and Juliet was rich too, right? Yes. But they were two different uh, kingdoms or no. whatever. Close. Rival families. Oh, yeah. rival families. Mm-hmm. The families didn't want them together. Mm-hmm. And like, fast forward a couple of things. I don't know the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, Juliet thought Romeo killed himself, so Juliet was like, "Oh, I can't go on without him." So killed herself. Turns out he didn't really kill himself yet. Goes to find her. And then he kills himself. Honestly, for the nervousness that I had of how bad this was going to be, I'm impressed. Oh, I'm very impressed. I I did not think that he was going to be able to pull that out right oh, there. Oh no! I had. I mean, if you don't know the story, though, that's, it's your fault, dude. At this true. point, if you don't know the story behind Romeo and Juliet, and I, I'm going to keep that in because I think it was really funny. That but was funny. and people are going to be like, really, what? we're talking about Romeo and Juliet here, but. That's pretty damn funny. Yes. Um, just a tragic love story. Like, the most tragic love story of all I mean, did they ever, I don't know, you guys You guys obviously read it, did they ever get, like, their chance to be alone with each other? Did they ever get that opportunity, or was it just... You literally just explain they they both died because... They both died. Yeah, they, they never got to live a happily ever after. So that's why that thing's called Romeo, because he never got to live a happy ever after, so... Yeah. Good boy. Way to tie that around. I just kind of forgot about the board. I forgot about that, but look how he just tied that up in a button. Man, that was that was real clean. My gosh. Nice bow on the top. My gosh. Really impressed. Okay, guys. What else we got? Anything else? I just realized AJ and I are wearing the same Same socks. I noticed that, but wow. Might post a pic of that in the episode link, so check that out. It'll be a little inside joke for you. Any of you foot fans out there that'll be your way to end how right. dare you how dare you invite those vile human beings <laughs> you know it's unreal the kind of things that people are into like i mean it i don't yeah again i don't really know that i have words for that it's just like it's so unreal and makes other people uncomfortable i'm glad it's your thing but like that's something that i'm like look keep it to yourself yeah i have something crazy to say and yes. i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but I know a past state officer from Arizona. Shout out Kaylin Haggard. Incredible gal. One of my friends. She found a page on Instagram and sent it to me. It's disgusting. It's 
it's literally somebody made a page on Instagram and they've been looking through like state officer photos, chapter photos, FFA events, like national conventions, leadership conferences, and they've zoomed in on feet. I swear to God. It's, and it's literally called like FFA and toes or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's like somebody made an Instagram account and is getting all these pictures of past state oh, officers, wow. leadership conferences, and they're literally getting girls and they're zooming in on their feet with nylons. I was going to say, because so these women, so if anyone doesn't know, like FFA, the National FFA Organization, youth-based youth based organization revolving around agriculture and youth development, um, they have what we call official dress, yep. which is where we wear this really, really sexy blue corduroy jacket with a big emblem on the back. And I know for the men, we were always required to wear like black slacks, black shoes, women. They had a little bit of a, I have to say, I'm really impressed here recently National FFA has been much more coming about it, from my opinion, of women being able to wear pants. And I know in certain states, um, girls can wear pants and get by with it. Other states, it's very clear cut of like you wear a, oh, I think the girls always call it like a black pencil skirt with their nylons and everything. You know, their leggings, not leggings, that's not the right choice. Um, Pantyhose and whatnot. So my question is. Are these girls wearing shoes or are they wearing like their heels or what's I, going I on? Didn't, I, I didn't look really into it. She just, she kind of told me the gist of it. <laughs> um, I don't even, I, I don't know the app, but yeah. I'm going to call her right now and I'm going to get her on. And it, if, it, if she doesn't want to talk, I'll cut it. But That is unreal. Just the fact that that's a thing. I got a story about one and you guys finish this phone call. It's, it's a little disturbing about. It's a little late. It's a little late. It's a little late to be calling people. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's a little late. Okay. We're going to give her one more ring. Hello, you've reached the voicemail with Kaylin Haggard. She missed it. She missed a chance. Kaylin, you missed your chance to be on the pod. I might just cut that all out, but... (laughs) Isn't that insane, dude? That's disgusting. So, first of all, okay. you think that's disturbing? So my significant oh other, my significant other, my girlfriend, went to state uh, convention in, in Indianapolis. She did floral. She won. That would be national convention. National. Sorry, I'm not all good with the FFA terms. I I wasn't hardcore into FFA. I did more 4-H, but um, she went to national convention, and uh, they did a backdrop picture, and she posted on her Instagram and did all the you know the deal. And uh, some random page commented, oh, I love watching you guys. I always wished I can sniff your li- nylons after you guys have sweated and gone through your entire competition. Oh, my God. And so one of the, the dads at the school that's very invested in the school, like he's one of the big boosters, was like, look, we're getting down to the bottom. We're finding, we're finding tracking numbers. We're finding this <laughs> son of a bitch. We're getting him. And we're yeah way to protect your girls um to kind of i can't even believe that first of all like i i thought about pulling the mic from him because like (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's almost too much like that is a lot and i feel sorry for your girlfriend like that's well she just deleted it well yeah but i mean it's it's sad that's i mean that's horrible kind of branch off i'm gonna take this on a totally different tangent something that you mentioned earlier was the whole idea of you know you weren't nearly as involved in ffa as you were in 4-h 
Um, in Kansas, you, a lot of kids are very, very fortunate if there are what I like my siblings and I always used to call double dippers. Mm, yeah. Really reap the benefits of 4-H as well as FFA. And one of the things that I think um, benefits being in both is you get to be, you know, you get to start 4-H in Kansas. You can start when you're like, I guess you when you're, you're considered like a clover bud when you're under eight years old. Um, and then eight, you jump in and then you can really get going with stuff. And you can ride that out until you're like 18, 19 years old, depending on your age. And then FFA, to me, it's so beneficial to be in both because 4-H really helps to, in my opinion, build that foundation of just like leadership skills and speaking skills and just how to be a leader and an adult. Not, Sorry, not an adult. That's not the right word. I mean, both organizations absolutely crank out phenomenal adults and humans. But one of the things that I think was so awesome was um, getting to stay in both. I mean... Being an FFA, I think, only enhanced my experiences in 4-H and vice versa. Yeah. I think being playing that role, being a double dipper, really, really benefited me. But I was also a kid that I, w- I really and truly started 4-H just so I could show my chickens at the county fair. I really thought that was just the coolest darn thing ever. Of to, course. You, and understand, folks, you clean the bird, you bring it in, it goes in a pen, and it sits there all week. And I don't do another thing with it. Don't you have to show chickens? Like, don't you pull the wings out and stuff? And Right. So I didn't start doing, like, showmanship until I was a little bit older because... That's showmanship. Yes. My parents... Okay. That shows you how much I know. It's okay. My parents genuinely were like, we just want Rylan to stop talking and stop complaining. And we're just going to let him take some chickens. We're going to call her a day. Um, it was a lot cheaper project than giving me a calf or a hog or something to work with and mess with. But I would definitely say, like, like I mentioned, I was all about the livestock and animal thing to start in, but I was surprised at how quickly I got to enjoying the talking side of things. Yes, I talk a lot, like to talk, but I really enjoyed the speaking aspects of it and really and truly having a lot of practice speaking young helps me to be way more competitive because, you know, FFA and 4-H, you can compete giving a speech or, you know, giving some sort of talk. And honestly, doing those young benefited me so much in FFA because I was able to roll in as a freshman, compete in a speech contest, and compete up as against the juniors. But I had more experience than a lot of those kids who yeah. were just joining FFA as a freshman and stuff like that. Yep. And so that was just something that I thought was really neat in yep. Kansas that I was able to really benefit both with both organizations and be, be a part of both at the same time. That's why I like having a teacher on the podcast. You go from weird shit to the benefits of being in 4-H and FFA at the same time within seconds. It's unreal the kind of conversations I have in my classroom. And I get each class for 30 minutes a day. I'll be honest. You can go in with the best lesson plan you have ever planned out in your life. You have all the materials laid out. And some kid starts the class by saying something about this dinosaur or my brother did or my dog did and you lose them. Yeah. They're he, gone. That was Ryland's way of saying he did that to us. He said, hey, boys, <laughs> chill, let's chill out on this talk. We need to bring you this back. Really, we need to reel this back in here. We might be getting into some other things. And I 100% agree and I appreciate you for doing that. You're welcome. Okay. I was going to end it before we got into all that. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't because uh, that face or that Instagram needs needs to be reported and Absolutely. I don't I don't know the app, but I don't know the handle of it, but it, don't give it any 
notice, I guess. I mean, you don't want to give it attention, but I also don't really want it being out there. I don't think that is respectable to any of those women in the photos. That's awful. So if you, if you happen to come across uh, uh, Instagram page with that look, probably stay away or just uh, block it, restrict it or report it or something like that. I'm sure a lot of people have already. Because if I know about it, a lot of other people know about it probably too. Right? So, okay, guys. AJ, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks you, AJ me. said he wasn't going to talk at all. And look at AJ just coming nervous. in. It's, it's a conversation, and that's all you got to remember. I was a little nervous coming on. All it is is talking, dude. Yeah. You, you, you do, do plenty that of that. Day. You know, you're, you're, you're okay at it, you know. It could be improved in certain areas, but you know you're you're doing good. You're off to a solid start. He, uh, yeah, AJ was like, "Oh man, I listened to your podcast one day, five hours straight on a road trip." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's nervous to come on. I'm like, "Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like we're just gonna talk here." Blaine Lee, you know, got me hooked. Blaine Lee, shout out to him. He uh, put me on your podcast, and I haven't been able to stop listening. So awesome that I get to be on one now. Well, I appreciate that support, guys, and. Like I, I was telling you earlier, I don't, I read a lot of people don't reach out to me and say, Hey, I listen to the podcast. I like it. So if anybody like it that I see in person is like, Hey, I love the podcast. It like fills me with joy. Oh, I have no doubt. And this is my first time ever being on a podcast and I got me kind of kicking around some ideas of maybe trying to do one of my own. And I think that would be really cool. But, you know, so thank you to Canon, you know, appreciate you bringing us both on to kind of let us be a part of a podcast and see a little bit more of what it's about and behind the scenes. And, you know, maybe AJ and I are going to start a podcast, two of us. I think we'd do great. What would we talk about besides pantyhose? I mean, behind the banner, behind the banner. Behind the banner I don't think so. I don't know. I think there's something going on with that name already. So, you know, I'd be careful with that, but <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to end this almost an hour in guys. That was easy. Easy peasy. All right. Come back next week. Well, uh, I'll talk more in your headphones. All right. See you. Bye. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Fantastic episode with some fantastic guys. Um, I love Next Level Camps because it allows me to meet these people that I probably otherwise wouldn't have met. Um, because we, because Next Level brings in four or five counselors at camp. I get to meet people from around the country that either just got out of showing livestock or they've been out it for been out of it for a little bit and they still help out at shows but they're really really interested in helping kids perfect their craft especially in the showmanship ring that's that's one thing we really focus on. So that's that's enough of the next level plug but it is pretty fun. So um other than that enjoy your time uh hopefully the war is going good you know i mean how about that we're like almost 30 days into that what what's what's what the hell's happening <laughs> gosh dang i am having a hard time finding out and that is the problem i guess uh that we're all expressing so i'm not I, i'm kind of in the majority there i guess but Gosh, there is a war, and that is interesting. Not the word to say. Uh, also, uh, the the news came out. I will be judging the Audible livestock show um, in June, the beginning of June. 
It's going to be in Reno, Nevada. It's it's only been open to like Nevada and California in the past, but they just opened it up to every single person in the world. So I've got some listeners in Australia. I've got some listeners in Canada. Bring your hogs to Reno, Nevada, the biggest little town on earth. I think that's their <laughs> slogan. I think that's their slogan. But um, Johnny Cash had it in a song. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die, you know. And if that doesn't make you want to go, I don't know what will. So head to the Audible. I'll be uh, judging showmanship and prospect hogs. It should be a good time. Um, Other than that, I'll be back next week for another episode for ya. And uh, thanks for the support. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, at the show pod. Catch you later. Love ya.